Lately, I've been reflecting on my first five years at Solid Ground Church. I found Solid Ground Church on the internet. I was actually on churchstaffing.com and I was scrolling through all of these listings and I thought, whoa, brethren in Christ, that, that sounds so weird. And, and then, I, then I remembered as I had scrolled down, I saw that the listing was in a place called Rancho Cucamonga, California. And I scrolled back up because I didn't think that was a real place. Uh, I, it was too good to be true. But the more I looked into uh, Solid Ground Church and um, I, I began to resonate deeply with the church's mission, the church's, uh, the church's network or the denomination it belongs to. It is called the Brethren in Christ and it means brothers and sisters in Christ, family in Christ. And they have these core values that once I saw those, that captured my heart. It's this list of 10 statements that are the result of about 50 people about 20, 25 years or so. They, they got together, they had some passionate discussion, passionate debate about what defines us. What, what, are, what are values that, that, we, are, that we are willing to, to sacrifice for? And as I, as I read through those, I thought, oh my goodness, this puts into words a lot of, a lot of what I feel, a lot of what I feel like God's put on my heart. So I've, I want to go through, I don't want to hit you over the head with our core values, but this, is, this will be a really good couple of weeks if you're new around here. This will be a really great series if, you're, if you've never come in person or, or you've been maybe like, oh, I'm thinking about inviting somebody. This would be a great couple of weeks to, to come in and pop in because this is who we are. This is about our identity, not just what we do, but how we do it and why we do it. And you can find these core values on our website at sgbic.com. Uh, they're also on our denominations website, but we, we've got them all right there for you. And, uh, and if you look at them, uh, you might notice that we're doing these a little bit out of order because we have some special surprises coming your way here in the next couple of weeks. So I wanna talk to you guys this week about how we believe the Bible. That's one of our core core values. Uh, practicing the way of Jesus means not only accepting the Bible as the written word of God, but also committing to doing the things that it says. So in the, in the core value statement, it says, we value the Bible as God's authoritative word. We study it together and build our lives on its truth. So the thing that pops out to me about that, and what this, uh, we'll get to Matthew chapter seven here in just a second. The, the thing I wanna communicate to you today is that practicing the way of Jesus involves learning and obeying the teachings of Jesus. Both, not trying to get away from the learning part, but it's right beliefs partnered with right practice. Hearing and doing partnered together. And, uh, I want to take a look at uh, one of the teachings of Jesus, uh, maybe a refresher for some of you, found in Matthew chapter 7, and we'll start in verse 24. Jesus says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Also, solid ground. I think the church, our church's name actually comes from this passage. And this is emphasizing, 
and putting into such beautiful images the significance of building on a strong foundation. It's important in architecture, but how much more important is it for our lives, our souls, our families? What are you building your life's foundation on? What are you, what are you trusting will hold you when the storms are coming? We had a lot, a lot of storms come through. Uh, the great hurricane of 2023 here in, in California. Um, I, I saw a rock float by my house. It was, it was horrifying. Um, but luckily in our area, I didn't, get much, uh, I didn't get much rain. But I was grateful that my house was built on a very firm foundation. It was on solid ground and the rains came and the winds came. But oh, I was, I was glad a wise person put my house on a rock. And if we're wise, we're going to use this metaphor as building our lives on Jesus. Building our lives on specifically uh, his teachings, his, his example, and following those radically. We take these words very, very seriously. And here's what happens if you don't build your life, if you don't build your house on the rock. In verse 26, Jesus continues, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So in real life, you build a house on sand, <laughs> it's not gonna be stable. But also in this, this beautiful imagery, when we build our lives on things other than Jesus, other than truth, yeah, it, it may not be actual rain. It's gonna be the, the phone call that you get that you weren't expecting with a diagnosis you didn't wanna hear. It's gonna be what the economy does. If, you're, if your safety and security and sense of worth and value as a person is built on anything other than Jesus and who Jesus says you are, you're putting, your, you're putting your life on a very insecure foundation. So, and it's one thing, to, we can say, oh yeah, 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 I know it, I know it. I've, I've heard all about God's word, but Jesus is saying, yeah, I'm glad you've heard it, but put them into practice too. This isn't about just learning and, and, and spouting back a Sunday school answer. Like Jesus wants to change your heart. Obedience is one of the marks of a, of a of a real Jesus follower. As people were listening to this, uh, this teaching of Jesus, um, they, they were, their minds were blown. Actually, here's, here's what they said. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. So the Bible is the authority for our lives. And fleshing this out, is uh, it takes a while because it can be confusing. If you go up and say, okay, the Bible is the authority in my life. And you go to it and, and if you walk up to it like it's a drill sergeant and you're like, what are my orders for today? And it says, well, once upon a time, things can get confusing. Um, but let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit. When we say authority, we're coming back to this type of a scene that we just read. Jesus' authority was evident in his teachings. At that time, the, the Jewish rabbis, they would go through the Old Testament. Uh, they would take a, a passage in, the, in, in their Bible, the Hebrew Bible, and, and they wouldn't even say, well, I think this is what it means. 
they would teach using what other famous teachers had taught. And they would say, oh, Rabbi so-and-so used to say this about it. But his buddy, Rabbi uh, such-and-such, they would argue back and forth about what this passage meant. And Jesus escalates things even further, especially this is at the end of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, so many times Jesus will say, hey, you've heard it said this, I say it's like this. Jesus is putting himself in that spot of the, the one who has authority. And the people around were picking up and picking up on what Jesus was trying to do. They're saying, okay, there's something different about this guy. And also, I love artistically what Matthew is doing. He's giving us a little trail here to follow if we know what to look for. Now, the original readers would have uh, noticed the setting that Jesus is, he's on a mountain, he's teaching, he's, he's teaching through the law of Moses, and Matthew is setting up these images so that, so that the intended recipients who had a Jewish background, they would see like, oh, they'd be easily make that connection. Jesus is the new Moses, only better. It's not just, oh, the new Moses, this is version because uh, it's the Trinity 3.0. Like this is, he is the one with authority. And Jesus' teachings are meant to just, not just to be admired and said, oh, those are so smart, that wisdom. Stuff is practical. Jesus wants to get in there into your life and change you from the inside out. So uh, another place Jesus said, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So we take this very seriously. And I wanted to just point out three distinctive ways we approach the Bible here in our, in our, in our church. And I don't know if you picked, it, picked up on this uh, when I read the official statement, but we interpret the Bible in community. We think it's so important, yes, to do our personal devotional study, and this is one area I want to get better at as a church, where we are, we are just not in our, in our own isolated echo chamber thinking like, okay, this is what it means, but we're, we're, we're fleshing out together. How, how does this have authority in our lives? What does, so you read a, a, a passage that, that's a, a narrative and it's a story. And we, we get together in groups and coffee shops and homes around a table and we say, what does that story mean for my day-to-day -day life? How do we walk this out? What implications do these pages have for, for, for my life? So we interpret the Bible together and in community, but also through the lens of Jesus. Now, uh, if you go through this, and if you're looking for contradictions, if you're looking for really uncomfortable conversations, yeah, you'll find them. Yeah, read some of the stuff in Deuteronomy and you're like, ah, oh, that's, we have to interpret it. We have to know the context, do it in community, but also look through the eyes of Jesus. If there's a seeming contradiction, I learned this in Bible school. If it seems like Paul, the apostle Paul and Jesus have some sort of disagreement, guess who wins? <laughs> Jesus, we interpret the whole thing through the lens of Jesus Christ. And, and that helps, helps bring so much clarity to how the Bible is authoritative 
in our lives. And also, another distinction, which uh, without getting into the history uh, too much, but, but those of us who come from the Protestant stream, we love the Bible. And we have, we have brothers and sisters, like our Baptist brothers and sisters. We have Presbyterian brothers and sisters that love Jesus. But, but in, in this stream that, that we come out of, we love the Bible. And we have to make sure that we don't fall into worshiping the Bible in and of itself. We worship Jesus. It almost feels weird to say that. It feels weird to have to say that, that we don't worship the Bible. We worship Jesus. We get to know Jesus by reading the Bible, not diminishing its importance. We just need, we need to make sure we have the order correct. And uh, this is the, the most clear way that we have to get to know our Lord and Savior, the Word of God, Jesus Christ. And then here at Solid Ground, let's continue to move from merely listening to God's Word to let's live this stuff out. Let's ask God, how can we put this into our daily practice? So just to review, practicing the way of Jesus, it involves studying the Bible. It involves studying the Bible together, ideally, and obeying its teachings. And when we obey God's teachings, it's like putting the house of our life on a very, very firm foundation. And I want to challenge you. Let's live out our faith this week. Not with a simple formula, but just spend some time in the scriptures and pray and be with Jesus. I invite you to, to read a passage slowly, over and over. Read one of the Psalms. Read, read a story of Jesus' life out of Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And just sit there and, and, and be with Jesus. And then notice, as you continue this practice of listening to the Word, trying to live it out, you, you will become like Jesus as Jesus messes with your heart. And then eventually... You'll find yourself doing what Jesus did. It's a simple roadmap. We be with Jesus, we become like Jesus, and then we do what Jesus did. So I want to pray uh, uh, a prayer for you guys before we dismiss. And just as a reminder, if you have any prayer requests at all, you can leave them here in the comments or you can reach out to us via direct message. We believe prayer is powerful and effective and we want to come alongside of you on your journey in any way that we can. So before we dismiss, dear Heavenly Father, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask that you would help us to understand your words, that, that you would make yourself clear to us um, and, and, and reveal yourself even further through these scriptures. And God, um, I lift up all my brothers and sisters to you, no, from, no matter where they're watching from. Thank you that there's no distance in prayer. And I pray that, that they will feel your presence with them tangibly right now and that you will fill them up with your hope, with your light, with your truth and your love. In Jesus' name we pray. So God bless you. May he keep you, cause his face to shine down upon you. The Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen. Have a great week.